me now Cause I'm having a good time Having a good time Wait, 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 what? This is the David Bowie. Oh, okay. Movie, yeah. Uh, what is it? Uh, the Moon Age Daydream. I don't know. I don't know a whole lot of Bowie. Um, <laughs> the <laughs> cro- crocodiles. 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 I'm a thin white duke. I'm a. Uh, I'm a star man. Babe. That's a babe. Oh, uh, I know. Uh, uh, fucking. Uh, you remind me of the babe. The babe of the power. The power of the voodoo. Who do you do, do, do what? Remind me of the... You saw my baby. Come down. Dun, 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 dun. Yeah, it's that one. Yeah, that one? right? Yeah. Is it? No, it's the other space guy. Oh, it's the other... British rock... Famous actor. Yeah. Yes, the... With British the, rock... British rock icon, the B-R-I-C-U. Yeah. We're with, making it. With a Game of Thrones actor thrown in there for good measure. Yes. Ladies and gentlemen, boys and girls. Well, everyone outside and in between, welcome, welcome back. back. That was the... That was... That was... I added in that layer. I, I apologize. Loved, no, I loved it. It was just... I knew, I knew when I came up with it that it was mean, and then we made it more mean... I mean, it's not, I mean, like, I mean, it's not like wrong. But we'll like, see you for the David like, Bowie. Uh, oh God! <laughs> My name is Sam Bannigan, and I'm Andrew Thomas, and this is the podcast where we talk about movies and other stuff. And we sometimes stuff. go off the trail, yeah, quite often. <laughs> but like, it starts with movies. It does start with a movie. How are you doing, Sam? Uh, you know, how are you? Uh, I mean, like, you know, these are the days where you're like, you just gotta just be happy. Count your blessings. How many people would want to be in your shoes? So, hey, look at that. Life, life is life is beautiful. Is it that? <laughs> but speaking of life is beautiful, uh, we life, saw a movie. Yes, about exactly. a life that, that was you could say was beautiful. was beautiful, and it's still going on. And it's still very beautiful because he's got two little babies. Yes, he's still standing. I'm still standing. Yeah, 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 yeah. Rocket Man. 2019's David... D- Brian Singh... Nope. No, uh, I was going to say David Fincher, but that's David right. Fincher. No, uh, Dexter no. Fletcher. Dexter Fletcher. Yes. Directed... He got the credit. He got the credit he got this the credit time. this time. He's yeah. no longer a ghost director. Yeah, got the credit. He's a real director. Um, <laughs> he's like a really big director. He's like a big person yeah, in he's the great. industry. And I imagine him just like, please, give me a chance. <laughs> give me a chance. Sir. Give me a chance. I swear, I can, I can do it. I can make a movie. <laughs> Uh, Give me a chance. Is that what Dexter Fletcher sounds like? Probably. <laughs> Give me a chance. He's in Lock uh, Shot Two Smoking Barrels. Oh, so he, he is. That Bob. Give me a chance. Give me a chance. Hey, let hey, me at him. See? Let me at him. Let, let me, me at him. Making yeah. movies that is. <laughs> I'm gonna make. I'm gonna make two. Two biopics. Two the same. Within the same year. And they're going to be the same. Uh. <laughs> oh, go, hot, coming in hot takes. 
So uh, before we saw Rocket Man, yes, Rocket Man. Before we even get into the movie, how do you feel about John? What's what's his impact in your life? Not a whole lot, man. To <laughs> yeah. be completely honest, I like, like Elton John. Yeah, I've never had a reason to not like Elton John. Uh huh. I you know do I know his entire catalog? God no. I knew like two songs in this entire movie. Really? Maybe no three. Definitely mm-hmm. three. Tiny Dancer, Rocket Man, and uh, uh, the duet one. Don't. Don't go breaking my Don't heart. Go break him, uh-huh. You knew uh I'm still standing. I had like what? I had like heard it, but I did not know it was Elton John. That happened with uh, another song that they sang. I was like, that's Elton John? What? Um, I can't remember which one that was. But I was like, that's Elton John? I didn't yeah. know that was Elton John. Okay. Yeah. Um so I, I mean I like Elton John. Rad dude. Rad dude. Yeah. Always love his sunglasses. Of course. Always love his sparkly suits. Yeah. Always love his singing voice. Of course. Love Elton John. Very, ta- very, very, very talented uh, man. Yes. For uh, sure. Very happy he exists. Yes. <laughs> am I, Am I like, influenced by Elton John? No. Yeah. But I like Elton John. I got nothing against Elton John. Yeah. What about you? Um, I, Are you an Elton, El- Elto boy? Funny thing. I, much like a lot of kids, I knew Elton John from Lion King. Yeah. And that was pretty much it. And you feel the love in the circle of life. Yeah, I love great. the way he sings it. <laughs> it's amazing. It's Elton John. Um, but uh, either a year ago or two years ago, I was trying to think of it, but I don't remember. Uh-huh. Um, I really got into Elton John. Yeah. Like, a lot. Like, I just, on the train, I would just listen to Elton John. There were a few times where I was on the subway tearing up just listening to his voice. It was, it was there were some beautiful songs. That's great. Um, so, yeah, I mean, like, I'm much like you. Like, does he influence my life? No, I'm not like, what would Elton do? <laughs> um, but, like, yeah, I'm really, again, glad he existed. One thing that, made, like, shocked me, kind of shook me in the movie. Yeah. I didn't know he was bald. Or balding, I should say. What? I did it. I was like, when they mentioned it, I was like, what? I always thought he just had a full head of hair. No. I was just like, and then the pictures came up at the end. I was like, he is. So any any of my fellow balding gentlemen <laughs> or women out there, confidence. That's all you need. Like, really. You, if people believe you have a full head of hair, you, you have a full head of hair. Honestly, because I never, I was like, What? <laughs> what? <laughs> The, but voice, he's just so, the voice makes you forget it. The voice, but he's also just so like every time I've seen him in an interview or anything like that, he like he like you can tell he's one of those people who like brings a room like to life. Yeah. Um so yeah. Elton Andrew nah. just saluted. So yes, I saluted Elton, Elton John. John. But now But now the movie Rocket Man. The Rocket Man, uh kinda I mean it's real life. Again. So spoilers? For <laughs> yeah. a real life person that exists and Ex- has lived a life. I mean, like, did you know the story? I Not knew all vaguely. of it. I knew, I knew, you know, drugs, alcohol, the usual, the usual 1980, 1970s. Yeah. yeah, I knew all that. Uh, you know, I knew a few other things, like his dad and his certain lovers. I knew, I knew that type yeah. of sort of stuff. Yeah, I knew but, he was married. Yeah. I knew random little bits. Yeah. So it's kind of half spoilers because it's real life that happened. But also, yeah, 
So spoilers. And go see the movie. You know, support. go definitely one hundred percent. Go see this movie, and also go see Booksmart. <laughs> Still, also see Avengers again. <laughs> Don't no stop stop. And then Rit Glass. Just um. <laughs> just watch Booksmart a bunch, and then go see Rocket Man. Just like what? Sl- like flip back and forth. I guess. I don't yes. Know. Definitely go see both of them though, because they're both dope. Uh, I like Booksmart more than I like Rocket Man, which is entirely fair. But that's not what we're talking about. Yes, we're talking about Rocket Man. Yeah. So, uh, where would you like to start? Let's. I mean, like you kind of already went into it. Have we said what we thought, uh, felt about the movie? Just overall, just like you liked. I it? liked it. Yeah. Yeah. I, I. There was a good, you know, at the beginning there. Uh huh. I was like, this is gonna be incredible. This is this is it, guys. I like looked around the theater a little bit. I was like, "Is anyone else seeing this motherfucker? This is great." And then it sort of devolved into average biopic yeah. stuff for a good chunk. Mm-hmm. There were random bits here and there that I was like, ah, "This is so good," but then it sort of ultimately came back to averageness. And then I think it ramps up into the stuff that I really liked uh, in like that back, like third ish. Yeah. Of the of the movie. That lasts like 45 minutes. I'm just like, ooh. It's, yeah. Ooh. Um, ooh. You know? Pr- yeah. 100%. Pretty much the, the almost the same way I feel. Um, uh, and we'll get into this. The things that work really work. Yeah. But the things that don't work really bog it down. Okay. Um, and I just feel like as a structuring, mm-hmm. there you can, yeah. I feel like there's a lot of issues with the movie in that sense. Okay. Um, yeah, 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 yeah. So let's get into it. Let's hop into the writers. Lee Lead Hall. This before Lee Hall, which funny enough, he wrote Billy Elliot, starring Jamie Bell, who's in this movie. Hell yeah. Uh, so yeah, a little little cute little trivia fun little for thing. you. But what else has he done, Samuel? Uh, he wrote War Horse. Ooh, I love War Horse. People hate it, but I love it. I loved the play when I saw it. Uh, I want to see the play so bad. Oh, man. man. There was this there was this moment in War Horse mm-hmm. when the baby horse becomes a big horse, and I was like, that's theater magic. It happened before <laughs> my eyes. It's so good. If you see it, you, you know what's up. You know, you know, what's, you up. know what's up. Uh, for those who didn't see it. Um, <laughs> sucks, it sucks. <laughs> <laughs> He's written a lot of just like biopic stuff. Okay. War Horse, Victorian Abdul. Um, oh, that makes a lot of sense. <laughs> yeah, Billy Elliot. Mm-hmm. All that stuff. He wrote the book for the musical Billy Elliot. Oh, um, okay. Yeah, and then Rocketman. And then like some TV movie stuff. Oh, okay. Cool. Uh, what did you think about the just the writing overall? I thought it like... Do I want to get into... No, that's a later thing. We'll bring this up later because it's something I want to talk about. At the beginning of this movie, when it sets itself up to be like this ghost of Christmas past storytelling, I was in love. Mm-hmm. I was like, this is going to be so good. Yeah. I was all in. Like, I was... As soon as they jumped back in time... When they like followed little Elton out the door... Yeah. And they were in the past, I was like, this is... I'm all in, 100% into this, 100p, please do this, this is gonna be great. Like, I was so into it, 
and then it just did like that. They take that and just like, boop, and it's just gone. Yeah, and it's just like musical biopic, which I thought was like fine. I didn't yeah. have a whole lot of issues with it, but I was just like, you set it up so well, and then they end it with the same good stuff. It bugs yeah. me. That they have these, like, bookends of, like, uh-huh. really good ways to tell a story, to, to go about this differently. and then, But then there's this whole middle chunk where, like, you don't get the narration, you don't get the questions from the therapist, you don't get Elton's, like, lying and covering up and, like, misrepresenting it. Yeah. And all the stuff that I really, really liked at the beginning, and I really, really liked at the end. But there's this middle bit. Where it doesn't God, ever happen, bit. and it bugs me. It happens a few, t- like a time, in like the middle. a time in like an yeah, hour. exactly. One, two, three, exactly. No rules of three. No. <laughs> um. Yeah, I mean, like that's a problem I have. Uh. Yeah, it doesn't. For me, it's not in the writing that I have that issue. It's in the direction that I have okay. that issue. Um. That's fair. It's it's definitely like a two pronged yes, thing. Exactly. I just felt it the most in the in the, in writing. the writing than I did in the direction. It makes sense. I felt yeah. like that was like how it was written, and then Dexter was just like, "Okay, here we go," and he yeah. just did it, you know. Instead of like, I mean, I don't know how much they were collaborating. Dexter exactly. doesn't have a have a um, writing credit on this. So. That's true. Uh, but yeah, as like dialogue and stuff like that, everything's fine. Yeah. Everything feels natural. You got good actors. It works. Hell yeah. Um. But yeah, there are like, I can't wait for the person who cracks the code on a, a musical, specifically a musical biopic. Oh, it's gonna be great to do something different. I don't yeah. know if the person has to just have a different life. I for a I long don't time. Think so I think you can do this life, the music life. Yeah, and sex, make it. Dr- drugs, and rock and roll. Yeah, I mean they sort of do it, not as much. I might be completely misremembering this movie. Almost famous? Yes, but... You know, take it from just a different angle, angle, I think is where you can sort of do it. Yes, and, like, I know you don't like this movie, but I would say it about The Star is Born, as Andrew Thomas, personally. But that's but, not a real person. But same thing with Almost Famous, it's not a real person. But it's based off of, um... But it's based off of different, like... Oh, uh, I thought it was just based off of, um, The Stones? I, no, I, the Doors. I could be wrong. Wow. It's an ima- I thought they were based off of a band, but they weren't like legally allowed to say that it was based off of that one band, so they had to like come uh-huh. up with a fake band. I, I thought that's what it was. I could be wrong, but that's... <laughs> we're both like, it's we, this. I could, be, I could wrong. be wrong. Yeah. You could be wrong. I could be wrong. But we could also be right. But we could also both be right. <laughs> um, yeah, so that's what that's what I thought of. Almost famous. Almost famous. What I remember was it was like the Doors, the like Led Zeppelin, like a bunch of bands in that seventies era. Yeah, it very well could be. Yeah, and I think you're right. Maybe if you just put it in a different lens. Yeah. Like imagine if it was a Jimmy Bell's lens, Rocket Man. I feel like, but again, different. And yes, different does not always mean better. No. I understand that, but like I get I what you're saying. The same thing over and over yeah. again. Uh, Dewey Cox has got to think about his whole life exactly. before getting on stage. Before getting on stage. Oh, I love Terrence Howard. Not Terrence Howard. I mean, like, he's cool. <laughs> Terrence Howard uh, also great. Oh, no, Tim Meadows. That's his name. Yeah. Um, yeah, so let's hop into this cast. This cast. Where would you like to start? Um, I love my girl Bryce. I love my girl oh, Bryce. Oh, Bryce Dallas. Dallas Howard. I was so happy. That. 
bitchy mom. <laughs> I mean, she was better than that. <laughs> what? I like Stephen McIntosh. Uh, no, I mean, like, as, as a parent. Yes. Yes. At least she was there. At least she was, like... She was indeed there. Uh, do, doing her thing. Yeah. Um, uh, yeah, Bryce Ellis Howard, good, good job. Very good. I'm, yeah. Really, like, different casting than what mm. I've seen her do, and I think she did a really great job, so, like, props to yeah. Bryce Dallas Howard, because that was like, whoa, was not expecting this yeah. from Bryce Dallas Howard, you know? Exactly, very same unex- exact thing. Very unexpected. Um, in the past few years, uh, yes, Jurassic World exists, I understand, okay. but in the past few years, I feel like she's really changed as an actress. It might be because now she's putting on the director's hat, but, uh... An episode of The Mandalorian, and she directed, I believe, her episode of Black Mirror. I think I don't know if it was oh, another yeah, episode she... or she it was her. No, episode. she did. She did direct. I think she did direct that one. Hold on. Yeah. Uh, nope. She no, didn't direct her. any Black Mirror. Oh, what? I thought she directed one. No. Oh, huh. She directed some TV show. She directed. She's gonna do Mandalorian. Um, the only TV thing that she's directed was a, a documentary short for Vanity Fair. Oh. Everything huh. else was um, just some shorts, and then she's doing The Mandalorian. Yeah. Well, look at that. Maybe it was because she's prepared to put on the director's hat. I would uh, I would be 100% not surprised if she did go back and direct an episode mm-hmm. of Black That would make sense. Yeah. Uh, but this is... We're seeing a different Bryce Dallas Howard than the hell bed. Gwen Stacy and uh, Lady in the Water. Oh, she was Gwen Stacy. <laughs> yeah. So, oh, yeah. God. Glad with her. Who else do we got? Uh, we got... Uh, who did I pull up here? Um, I was trying to figure out who Tom Bennett was. He plays a guy named Fred, and I couldn't remember who Fred was. Uh, that was the club owner, if you remember that. Yes. Yes. He was fun. He was I was fun. just trying to figure out who he was. Yeah. Um... Uh, we got Gemma Jones as Ivy, the grandma. Ah, uh, she was sweet. She was so sweet. Yeah. Just a quick shout out, because there's not a whole lot to uh, talk about. Then we got our stabbed boy, Richard Madden. Spoilers! <laughs> um, what was he stabbed in? You <laughs> haven't seen Cinderella. You haven't seen the Bodyguard. <laughs> um, Who knows? Richard Madden as John Reed. Yeah. I love Richard Madden. Yeah, he's great. I'm glad to see him. This is, I feel like, the first thing I've seen of him. Oh, wait, uh, Cinderella. Never mind. Uh, he was the I'm pimp. dying to watch The Bodyguard. Looks uh, so good. Yeah, he... And here's where I have an issue with a part of the movie. I guess it's a little bit of with the writing. Hmm. He was good when he was in it. <laughs> There's a couple characters yeah, it's not that really... kind of just drop off. And I'm just like, I get it's Elton's John's story, Mm -hmm. but, like, I don't know. Have a full... Like, he was like, oh, I'm in love with you. Now you're the bottom of my boot hill. Like, quick quick change. I'm fine with it. Uh, I liked him a lot. I thought he did a very good job. Yeah, he did a good job. I just, like... Sometimes I'm just like, I wish I want more of you to... Because I'm like, I know you're a good actor. And I see that you're a good actor, but like, I don't know. I'm not see. I'm not seen it enough. I don't get enough. I don't know if, if that he, makes sense. I don't know if he can sing. 
Oh, is that not him? Not. Well, he only sang that one line. Yeah. So I think they might have just been like, maybe let's not. Mm-hmm. Might be the thing. Yeah. He might be a great singer. Yeah. I don't know, but that would, I mean, that would sort of make sense. Yeah. If they were like, oh, he's not a singer. Yeah. So maybe he just won't be in it as much. That makes sense. And we'll get other people. Yeah. Just totally fine. Then we got Jamie Bell. I love Jamie Bell. I love him. He did a really good job. He was really good. Also, I'm like, Jamie Bell, like, R.I.P. Anton Yelchin and Jamie Bell for a long time. I was like, they are the most. Plus Ben Grimm. Yeah. (laughs) I was like, they're the most slept on actors, young actors, like, working right now. Um, and our boy Lewis Pullman. And our boy Lewis Pullman, I shall not forget. <laughs> um, and like, yeah, I'm just whenever I see Jamie Bell, I'm just like, I love Jamie Bell. He's so good. He's he's charismatic. He's, really uh, he's a cutie. He's a cutie. He Thank you. Um, he's also just a good actor, and I'm glad yeah. to see him in this again. Doing and he did a really good job in this. So exactly. I think people will like see it and be and this is like a big enough thing that a lot of people are going to go see that he'll become like a like. People will be like, Jamie yeah. Bell should do this thing. The Jamie kid from Bell Billy should... Elliot. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think that'll happen. Um, one thing I will funny story. I was so excited when he was cast as Ben Grimm. I was like, Yeah, my boy can be in a superhero. <laughs> and then the movie came out. Oh boy. <laughs> and he was like the best part. <laughs> there was a part where he's well, you didn't in like rocks. When, when Miles Teller had had uh, slinkies on his arms. You didn't think that was good. You don't think that was good. <laughs> but no, part the, of the part. Movie? The part where he's under the rock and he's like, Reed, help me, Reed. I was like, oh, oh, help your friend. Uh, Help my boy. (laughs) Yeah, I just. uh, Jane Bell was very good. Yeah. Is it time? And then we got. Got some eggs. So it's a Edger Tone Boy. That Taron Edgerton. Robin Hood. Robin Hood. The skiing one. Eddie the Eagle. The, yeah, Eddie, the, the King's Man. That's pretty much it. The the what did he play? The Hedgehog? He was in, the Hedgehog oh, sing? He was the gorilla. He was the gorilla in yeah. Sing. He was one of them. He was he was an animal. <laughs> he was also in the hit movie Billionaire Boys Club. <laughs> <laughs> he was on a, uh, he was in an interview. And he somehow he was like, "Yeah, billionaire's boy club." And he stopped. And he was like, "I should be talking about this." <laughs> I don't know if I maybe not. Um, They're making Sing Two. What is that movie going to be about? What's that movie going to be about? Whatever. The, the 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 concert hall's going away again. Again, we're out of money. Yeah. Um, uh, oh, he he's Ryan in the Dark Crystal TV show. Hey, look at that! I'm excited for that. What'd you think? Of, of my Terran boy? Yeah. I liked it very much. I loved him very, very much. I thought he did a very, very good job. If Rami Malek can, can win Best Actor, I think Taron Edgerton has a much better chance at winning Best Actor. That's my take. I feel like Andrew's going to get real mad in a second, so I'm just, I'm just whispering. But I think he did. Thanks for thanks for talking while I was away. What yeah, did no you say? No, no, don't worry about it. <laughs> What'd you think of um, Taron Edgerton? Listen, like, was he 
and again, if Robbie Malik ever listens to these, if he's ever like Robbie Malik meet each other, look, we love you. We love you. We love you. We boy. love you. Just don't. Just not this. We don't one love time. you, Bohemian Rhapsody. Just this one time. Like, listen, we love you. I think you're a great actor. Again, I think you're one of the best working today. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Mr. Robot, kill it. So good. Um, I finally watched the pilot. It's good. So good. Um, yeah. Again, Robbie Malik, this is not a personal attack this against is not you. About you. Again, I said in that review, or not review, discussion. Yep. Yeah. Um, I think everything that about that movie wor- or works because of your homework. Yep. But yes, I think Taron Edgerton did a better job than Rami Malik. Don't think he's. Even, he, I don't think his name is going to see an Oscar. This is my problem. Golden Globe telecast. Before we get into that. Because I know we'll talk about it, of yep. course. I and think he was good. Such a good job. I think he did uh, very good. He, I mean, if you heard him sing and sing, he has a beautiful so voice. Um, what thing? I loved it. Don't get it twisted. I think I. It reminded me of the kid who was Han Solo. Uh, I yeah. forget his name. What's his What's his name? He was good. I hope he doesn't disappear like other uh, Star Wars actors. Um, I mean, Oscar Isaac's killing it. So like yeah, but also like young Anakin Jar Jar, <laughs> like yeah, but like I get why Jar Jar would like kill someone like that would just that would just be the worst. <laughs> He's talked about that in interviews how he just like got so much hate for it. That uh-huh. he, was just like, I can't. he almost killed himself. Yeah, yeah, I just it's can't sad. do it. And it's like oh, <laughs> it makes you feel bad a, forever. Not it's like, not about you. It's just. It was just the, I blame George Lucas. It's just the dumb, dumb fish thing that you were. Like, it's not you. It's just the dumb <laughs> fish was, head. What was I saying? Yeah, it reminded me a lot of the guy who played uh, Aaron Aldright. Yeah, yeah. Who played Han Solo. He emulated a lot of Elton John. Yeah. But he brought but his, his own spin. His own shebang. Um, listening to Elton John actually sing at the end, I was like, oh, he... Uh, Taron Edgerton has like a musical theater voice. Yeah. Very soft. Like Elton John like, has, he has a such, belty like, rock voice. A belty, yeah. brassy. Yeah. And hearing the difference, I was like, <laughs> <laughs> I was like a, it was like a cartoon. I was like, <laughs> That's, yeah. wow. But I thought it worked. It, yeah, it worked. Especially, like, I wasn't thinking about it. Yeah. I was just like, this sounds good. You know? In my head, I was just like, this just all sounds like a, like, like a cover. Like a music cover. Like I, I mean, it is. It is, but like I don't. Again, I'd prefer you actually singing than just you know having the record, <laughs> having the recording just play while you're mouthing it, yeah. and then win an Oscar. Um, Remember that Oscar clip <laughs> when he wasn't playing the piano <laughs> and, he, and he wasn't singing. I wish they just turned. <laughs> um. Anyway. Um. Yeah, I prefer that. I prefer you actually singing. And again, you're not going to sound exactly like Elton John. No. I did. But I think he did a good job at what he was doing. Yes. And for what he was doing, all his acting choices, everything, it really works. Also, I bet, uh, and we'll get into him soon, uh, Dexter Fletcher, every actor is going to go to him because he knows how to make a movie to center around one person. Yeah. At least. All the bad things we'll say about Bohemian Rhapsody before, probably soon. Yeah. He knows how to make a movie that can revolve around an actor. Yeah. Um, so, yeah. Again, I think his performance, every, all his choices are clear. 
Um, I'm a big fan of him anyway. I remember in Kingsman, I was just like, yeah, yeah, I like this, this kid. guy. Um, oh, he directed Eddie the Eagle. Yes, he did. Oh, I didn't know that. I fell asleep during Eddie the Eagle. I, I wanted to watch it, and then I didn't. I still want to watch it. <laughs> I just remember I was just tired. I was just like, let me see Eddie the Eagle. And I just knocked out. But yeah, it was it was cool. It was it was he was he was really good. And I'm glad that most people are gonna stop saying the Kingsman kid and hopefully they'll and start say, saying Taron Edgerton. Yeah, Taron So that would be great. Um but let's get to a real star. Um <laughs> Dexter. Dexter Fletcher The Fletchers. The real director of Bohemian Rhapsody. Um Yeah. All right. What'd you think? I like... Uh, I really see what he put into Bohemian Rhapsody. Yes. Oh, my God. I feel like now I'm like, oh, okay. I see what's... Like, I almost want to go back and watch Bohemian Rhapsody. Oh, God. To be like, I want to see what scenes... To be like, he directed this scene... Yeah. And I understood how he put this movie together. Yeah. It makes complete sense. Yeah, yeah. Uh, and saying that, there's a lot of things that, you know, I was like, oh, okay, now that he was here from the beginning of the movie to the very end, I see what what flow, what works, this and that, but a lot of the issues that I have with Bohemian Rhapsody are still this. That's entirely fair. Um, I, Yeah. Yeah, I, I think... There was so much stuff in in here that is so Dexter Fletcher that works so well, mm-hmm. and it's unfortunate that there's this like middle chunk mm-hmm. of like most of the movie, maybe not most, but at least half of this movie that is just sort of average music biopic with like nothing exciting going on it's uh-huh. just like a camera b camera yeah we okay there's a dance scene and there's a oh he's doing like the like when they did the fucking montage of like all the newspaper clippings i was like okay come on we i thought we were i thought we yeah, weren't gonna do this that's one. that's how i felt you know but then there were like uh-huh. like the like when when like the audience and him are like floating i was like this is so cool mm-hmm. when he's like when he sees little baby him in the pool, I was like, "This is, oh, this is so good." Like there are there are these like bits of this movie that are just like, I think are so mm-hmm. good and like exactly what I want out of a movie like this. Yeah, that is unfortunately surrounded by mediocrity, average. Yeah, it's a biopic. We have to do this, and we have to tell this story, and we have to do all this, and blah and blah, blah I, sort of thing. But like. Is there it are producers? Little, there are these little things that are so good. Because a part of me was like, yo, are we just gonna go full surreal Darren so, Aronofsky so into it. French uh, cinema? Are we just gonna do a completely crazy artsy farty movie? That's what I wanted. With the with the conducting thing when he was a little mm-hmm. kid, I was like, this is Yes, this, always, this, the entire time. Yes, please, 100%. Ghost of Christmas Past storytelling. Yeah. Yes, please. And then it was just like A camera, B camera. Mm -hmm. Really flat lighting. Like Not 
it's funny because you say flat lighting and a few shots popped in my head, but that I don't. There's a lot of dynamic. There is lighting. a lot of dynamic. I lighting. feel like there's more dynamic. There lighting is a lot of dynamic lighting. lighting that I think exists in like, but all the dialogue scenes are like lit the exact same way. But a part of me feels like. You know what's... It's funny. Maybe... Uh, uh, Welcome back, Mysteries. Um, what? I feel like maybe those were all reshot. Maybe it oh, was maybe. a artsy-fartsy... This is why I'm saying we're the oh, Mystery man. Inc. Welcome back, Mystery <laughs> Inc. Um, maybe it was just artsy-fartsy. It was too short. It was this. It was that. And they had to go in and fill it up with just dialogue bits. Yeah. That makes Maybe sense. That was that it. entirely makes sense because it really feels like there are these really mm. inspired, like weird things going on. Yeah, because that actually makes a lot of sense. Because that restaurant scene when like he goes in the bathroom and then he comes out and he's like in a it's the same yeah. restaurant and it but he's in a different outfit and he's like meeting mm-hmm. uh, Jamie Bell instead of his parents. I was like, this is great. This yeah. is so good. Like, um. So that entirely makes sense. That maybe test audit like the the test audiences were just like, what? This is too this is too real. This is so weird. What's going on? And Dexter was just like, well, do you want just a regular fucking movie? Like, I'll just <laughs> fine. I'll give it to you. <laughs> I'll just I'll do that. I guess. Which kind of sucks. And if Dexter, if you if you have a cut of this movie that is all weird and goofy, please release it. Which please to, that quote makes unquote a- leak it to the internet, and I will watch it a million times. <laughs> Over and over, um, that makes yeah, it would be great. Because that's my biggest problem with the movie. There are just moments of surreal, again, French cinema. There's a lot of French cinema in here. Um, wacky, dreamlike scenes, and the, then like, there's concert spin thing. I hated that actually. Oh. I I was like, this looks ugly. It looked weird, but I still liked the idea behind it. Yeah. Different strokes for um, different folks, but then it just it stops. They hit the, again, skirk. They hit the break, and it's just a camera, b camera, regular scene. Oh, I'm gonna take some drugs because I'm sad. Yeah. Like, and again, I don't want to trivialize Elton John's life or anyone's life like that. But like, for a story that feels like they want to do something different, want to do something yeah. new. I think Dexter Fletcher really wanted to do something. And who knows, maybe it was Elton John who was like, ah, this is too... So, this is too much. I don't think so. Because producers, yeah. talking to Elton, and because Elton's a producer on the on the movie. Yes, they were like and his husband. Yeah. Uh, they were like, hey, maybe we should make this like, you know, PG-13, mm-hmm. so that we can get all those families in, in there and stuff. Elton reportedly said, well, I didn't live, live a PG-13 life, darling. Yeah, and I'm like, that's the that's the best that's the best response. May, I I was like, the entire time I was like, I'm so happy this is R rated. <laughs> like I was like, this is great. You know what's funny? What? I wish it was PG thirteen. Why? Here's my thing. It's funny. I don't like. I wish Bohemian Rhapsody was rated R. I wish this was PG thirteen. Why? The story, especially again, Happy Pride for everyone. Yeah, uh, it's Pride happy Month. Happy Pride. Holy shit. Um. It's June first for us. Yes, it's June fourth. the first for us. So happy Pride, everybody! Um, I'm this. So <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I, this I story it. it reminded me so much of Moonlight. Don't get to it. It's not as good Moonlight. as Moonlight. No, but it, Moonlight's it, a masterpiece. It was 
a way of like it shows and what it does best and props to you Dexter um, that receiving love and wanting love from from yes a sexual loving relationship but from any relationship how important that is and obvious like again marketing mm-hmm. obviously this was meant to come out right before Pride Month Get, yeah, every, that that's. I feel like sense. this would be such a lot of people, a lot of kids, a lot of young kids who maybe need a movie like this can't go see it. Again, I like it when you, they go nitty gritty and like all that stuff. But I just felt like this story, especially in 2019, in a Donald Trump America, I feel like this story needs to hit as many ears as possible. I 100% agree. I don't think the story would work in that sense as well as it does if it was rated PG-13. Because you wouldn't get to see how dark it gets in order to see the highs at the end. Well, that's that's where, I, that's where I, I'm happy that it's R-rated. Because you can see him snorting coke and drinking all the time and doing all this mm-hmm. stuff. And just getting really angry and doing all this stuff. Mm-hmm. And you don't have to like... Ooh, he's like, oh, he went to the bathroom. I wonder why. Wink, wink, nudge, nudge. You don't want to see him just like get up and just wipe his nose. Yeah. You actually need to see. The, the... I think it. I think the moment when like he he like dumps out the little bit and then like you see it like left on his nose as he's like putting on his costume for the show. I think like that yeah. stuff is is it's the little bits. It's that the you need. little things that 100%. I think that I think make mm-hmm. it just like you kind of grasp the reality of it. Mm-hmm. That he goes from that to like yelling at his best friend. I really like that moment. It's in the trailer too. But yeah. when he's like, when he like yells like, "They pay to see Elton John." I'm yeah, sorry. She's like, "I'm sorry." I know. I'm, like, <laughs> I'm, I'm not that's... gonna lie. It kind of reminds me of me and you. <laughs> <laughs> that, that has happened. <laughs> Sam's just like, "Let's stop!" And then I'm sorry. I'm like, "Yeah, I know." <laughs> <laughs> um, so like that, like that stuff. I think I think to get that specific story arc out of this which I think is very important to this movie yes um I think it I think you need to let it get as dark as it can yeah um in order for it to like it's not cause it's rated R because like they swear a bunch they it's, swear it's not like you're seeing dicks flying around all the time yeah like the orgy scene is like very surreal and not exactly real, right so it's not like you're people are just walking around you know boobies boobies and dicks hanging out all the time like you see a couple butts and you see some dudes making out and being shirtless and like then they swear a bunch like that's basically the R rating is from the fact that they say fuck more than one time you know yeah like so I think that I think this is like I mean it's sort of I I think the rating system is stupid but it's sort of like a soft R rating it's just like yeah they just swear basically and you see him do drugs I, yes, I get that. If there were, like, dicks flying around, I would be like, okay. <laughs> but, like, I, I would, I would, you know, if if I had a, a 12-year-old, I would have no problem taking them to go see this movie. Yeah. You know, just to be like, here it is. You know, my mom took me to see Wolf of Wall Street when that came out, and I was, like, 16. Yes. 16-ish? Yeah. Around there? Um, and that's like... That's crazy. So much more than this. Um, I get that. I just... Again, where Bohemian Rhapsody is just kind of like, be yourself. And 
I like, but that's no offense. It's a dime a dozen. So, like, yeah, make that rated R. Let us see the nitty-gritty. Let us, like, really get it. With this, again, where I feel like it's a universal uh, uh, message of just being love, accepting love, giving love, and especially for people who are dealing with their sexual identities and stuff like that, that's where I was like, kind of... I hope they do the eighth grade thing where maybe just one day... They let that would everyone. be really smart. They probably won't, but that would be they, super yeah. smart. That would be especially, especially during Pride Month. Yes. That would be super smart. Exactly. If they were like, here's a showing, like, it doesn't matter. Just At least, yeah, one showing at 4 p.m. Yeah. Come see it. Come see it. Rating. School's out. Come on. Yeah. Come on, kids. Also, the MPAA needs to be fixed. Yeah, it needs to be ridiculous. We um, need to see the difference hopefully one day but not anytime soon sadly mm-hmm. um that story structure you got some things to yeah, say. yeah i sort of mentioned it earlier i when they started this and like they went back and he was like literally guiding the like group therapy through his life i was mm-hmm. like this is gonna be incredible yeah i was so excited to see you know like them because in that moment i was my brain sort of went crazy and i was just like Oh, we're gonna have like these moments of him, especially when he like lied about his like dad, dad hugging him and like all this stuff. And I was mm-hmm. just like, oh, we're gonna have this like this weird dichotomy of like him covering up the truth and like and telling half truths and doing all this stuff. And you get to see this like group therapy session. Like they all start asking him about their lives because it's like I'm fucking. It's Elton John. When else am I gonna get to learn all these like yeah. weird details about his life? You know. Yeah. To see them ask questions for him to like clarify things. To literally, like, pull the... Like, I was... I, like, I'm picturing... Not picturing... You know what I mean. Like, I'm thinking of, like, the mm-hmm. that scene at the Troubadour with the audience floating. It would have been so cool if, like, Elton and the and the group therapy people were just standing there. Mm-hmm. And everyone else was floating around them. As Elton, cool. de, as Elton, like, describes, like, oh, for a moment it felt like everything was floating. Mm-hmm. Everything was just, like, it wasn't real you know like all this stuff and they're just like standing there while everything is just like slowly drifting up yeah you know like i wanted this this narration this like this ghost of christmas past stuff happening of like Uh the therapist like asking him questions like how did you feel about that and he's like well how did you think about it how do you think i felt about it like this this and this you know like i wanted that so much more in that first little bit and then they like poofed away and i was like okay cool so we're gonna like it's they don't they didn't want to hire all those actors for the entire thing so they're just yeah. going to be there a little bit and we're just going to see like grown Elton literally bringing us with him through this life I get that and I was so into that and then he disappeared too and I was like uh, oh man see and one thing that annoys me because one thing that annoyed me is the editing of this movie because um, there were some scenes that I was like that was supposed to be one shot that was clearly one shot, but they kept cutting. The scene where um, it's right after he jumps into the pool, and they take him, I think he's seeing Rocket Man at that point, and they takes off the mask, and then everyone's mm-hmm. like carrying him. I felt like that was supposed to be one shot, but they kept zooming in and out on silhouettes. And I was like, what? It, what? Huh? What's going on? And I, it, I was okay with it. It bugged me so much. I was just like, it just, it's not flowing. I don't know why they made that choice. Especially, again, zooming in and out on silhouettes. Probably choreography. 
uh, and and set pieces. But I don't. I get what you mean. I feel like it's I'm a just, little bit more charming to see people actually. No, I one hundred. I I get it. Yeah. I want. I get what you mean. But I'm just. I think that's what. Yeah. It is. I to just offer the Sam Bannigan explanation. Yes. <laughs> Thank you. Um, I just and the, uh, there's all the surreal stuff I loved so, it's so much, good. and I just feel like, and I, I feel like they were just like, let's do a little, let's do a little. Ooh, okay, all right, that's enough. All right, that's enough. All right, let's do a little more. You want to do? All right, all right. Ooh, okay, that was fun. All right, just do the regular biopic stuff. All right, oh, you want to do something else? Okay. <laughs> I so just, much fun. I thought it was so interesting, like. Especially at using the surrealism as like the the visual language for his like blackout states of just like drinking and doing drugs and all this stuff. Like when he shot up as as the rocket from the stage and then he was suddenly like in a plane. Yeah. It was just like what the fuck just happened? You know, like I yeah. I was like all those moments I thought present were these like inklings of ideas of like really interesting storytelling. Yeah from just, like, a structure point of view of, like, oh, you can, you know, you can sort of get around the boring stuff by doing this weird... Yeah. You know, like... Especially with with it being a musical, too. Mm-hmm. Like, I think it... Because... It, this is a weird Sam Bannigan thought. Okay. All musicals are, like, sort of surreal. Yes. Right? Because no one fucking sings. Exactly. You know? Yeah. So if you're doing a musical already... You can really push the limits if you do weird surrealism stuff like mm-hmm. this, which I think they did, and it worked really well when it did. Um, Almost like Across the Universe. Yeah, when it just like when because when Across the Universe gets real weird is when it gets real good, and then it like cuts back and it's just like, oh, this is just people Mediocre sitting on a couch. I actually, hate that movie, but I, I just it was a good you know example. I mean. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I think I think the surrealism stuff could have been used as a way to do what we were talking about earlier, of yeah. like changing the way a biopic and a musical biopic mm-hmm. feels and functions and works and stuff. And and I wouldn't be surprised if test audiences really didn't like it. Because mm-hmm. um, there's enough in there that I feel was like, that was the movie. Yeah. You know, because it's only two hours long. Yeah. So it's not like, this is a crazy long movie. Mm-hmm. Um so yeah, I, I feel like they're, they're, I mean, we'll never see it, but I wish, if there is a cut that is just like we all weird, yeah. I want to see it so bad. Also, I really did like his, his wedding, his marriage to the woman. Yeah, I that was, that, was that felt so really weird. Weird. It felt really just like, I liked when they sang together. Yes. And then the next moment they were getting married and I yeah. was like, what just happened? Also time, I... Oh, I, it's really bad. I was okay with it. I I was okay with <laughs> complete inverse of Star is Born. Yeah, I was I was because a Star is Born feels like like the way the story is being told is that it's like happening chronologically. You're watching it chronologically. Oh. This I don't think ever felt like it was supposed because it starts in the future. Like it starts and then we go back in time. I so get from that. the very beginning. We are already fucking with how time works in this movie, whereas A Star is Born starts at the beginning and ends at the end. It doesn't, like, try and fuck with anything I between. get that, but still, when you are when you have a scene, and it's like, oh, okay, oh, I can't perform, I'm so scared, alright, I'll do it really well, to, I'm Elton John, in 
two minutes? Yeah, no, that does. That's again a problem with the editing. Again, in Star's Born, yes, at least you have her hair. You have the dog. There's like, okay, the dog's bigger. It time passed. This and that. It's just kind of like in this movie, you're like, huh? Now he dresses more extravagant. Like, I think there. I think that there is an editing problem in the movie, but. Mm-hmm. Overall, it does bother you. It didn't bother me. I, I was because yeah. of the uh, um, because it set itself up to be weird, mm-hmm. and the visual language of the movie at the beginning is really weird. I was entirely okay with like, you know, the obvious. There were a couple parts where I was like, "How long has it been?" Yeah. But I never. It never really. It never took anything away from the movie okay. and my enjoyment of it, even mm-hmm. if I was a bit confused by yeah. some of the editing. Because I agree, there is that, that is a weird, like, moment between, like, oh, I don't know if, I don't ever want to perform, and then suddenly he's Elton John. Yeah. You know? That's a weird thing. Um, but, overall, I'm fine with it. Yeah. Yeah. I, yeah. I was very just, like, I know we started in, like, the 60s, and we're gonna end, I was like, okay, so he's leaving, uh, Rehab, and we're about to wrap up. So it's like the mid nineties, yeah. And it's like even the clothes didn't really change. What you get, I get. But that's where if you want to go surreal, then go surreal. I can take that jump if we're crazy. But then when you have these moments where he sees his dad, where he's talking to his mom, where he's like, it, it just doesn't. I can't suspend my disbelief, then put it back, then suspend it again. It's either. Again, I feel like I'm saying this more and more just about movies and in life. <laughs> do or do not. There is no try. Just either do it or don't. Either one is fine. Yeah, I mean, like... I I think it worked. Yeah. <laughs> um, that's that's sort of it. I, I think it... Yeah, no, that's... Yeah, I, that's cool. I'm just a big fan of, like... If you're gonna do this, like, sort of rote thing... Mm-hmm do something weird yeah you know yeah 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 also one last thing that annoyed me i did like the movie it was fine uh yeah it was a cute movie i'll probably never see it again or i'll see it if someone asks me to watch it but um <laughs> what no i'm just ups- i'm just getting upset because this won't this won't get nominated for anything but also but like your rhapsody is like a much worse movie but, like, uh, yeah, actually, we'll end on that. My big thing was, uh, it was with Jamie Bell after uh, Elton tries to kiss him, and then he's like, nah. And then he's like, oh, we were inseparable. And then you just don't see him again until uh, he's walking on stage, and, he, and they have that fight. And there's a big moment where you just don't see Jamie Bell anymore. I didn't notice. It, yeah, it, my brain. But, yeah, let's talk about awards. And also just Bohemian Rhapsody, because there's a lot of things a that... A lot of this, that joke at the beginning we made for a reason. Yes. Um, yeah, I mean, I, I came out of this and I was just like, I mean, if Bo Rap can get all those nominations, there's absolutely no reason that this couldn't get all the same nominations and actually deserve them. I agree Not with editing. Bo Rap in no way should get editing for anything. <laughs> This should not get editing. But Taron Edgerton, I could see a weird best picture if this year is not great. <laughs> like, I just... It makes sense. I, I didn't feel like Bohemian Rhapsodies was deserved, and I don't think these would be deserved either. Uh, but I don't, I don't think I don't, they will. I don't think Bohemian Rhapsodies were deserved at all. I'm just uh, saying, 
if if, yeah. if Bo Rap can get it, yeah. this is a much better movie. I wonder if they no debate why, why changing to November, the release date. I I was talking about this at work. I was like, if they had switched places, Rocket Man would have gotten everything. Yeah, you know, if if Rocket Man came out when Bo Rap did, and this mm-hmm. and Bo Rap came out now, Bo Rap would be everyone would just be like, this is garbage. Mm-hmm. You know, yeah, but. Rocket Man would be like, yeah, fuck yeah. But let's not forget, people love Bohemian Rhapsody. Yeah. Um, although, do, okay, so speaking of people love Bohemian Rhapsody, Bohemian Rhapsody has an 8.1 out of 10 on IMDb. Rocket Man, it's been out for like two days, so give it some time. Um, but it has a 7.7 out of 10 mm-hmm. on IMDb. Bohemian Rhapsody on Metascore, uh, Metacritic, has a 49. And Rocket Man has a 73. Oh, wait, that's higher. Yeah. Oh, okay. I was like, I got, I was so, like, wait, yeah. It's like the inverse Ooh. thing is happening. Not to the same extremeness that mm-hmm. is, that happened with Bohemian Rhapsody, but the same thing. Like, critics are like, yeah, Rocket Man is good. Yeah. It's like a good, solid movie. Go yeah. see this movie. And critics were like, don't. Bohemian Rhapsody is not good. Mm-hmm. <laughs> it's poorly made. But audiences love Bohemian Rhapsody. And, I mean, again, this has been out for two days, so... So we'll see. We'll, we'll see, see how where this lands cob, in a couple yeah. weeks. But I think Rocketman is a lot better than Bohemian Rhapsody. And, yeah. Also, Littlefinger and, and uh, uh, Rob Stark played the same character. Yeah! It's for great. whatever reason. Also, like, I... We'll get to this it's quick because we how don't similar have time. These movies are. Yes, they're a lot similar, but like, I just, I now I have a problem with biopics where not just the person's alive, but the person is involved. Because I, I feel like Elton was just like, "Yep, yeah, here's the story. Have fun." I just, they made Rob Stark an evil bad. I'm like, well, I it, we. I mean, I don't know. I wasn't there. He could have been an evil bad. I don't know. Yeah. I don't know these things. But, like, I don't... This is your story, so you get to write the narrative. So it's like... But in the movie, to be entirely fair, mm-hmm. that's also how the movie is set up, is that it's Elton John telling the story to the to the group therapy. So he is... So, like, it's in me- a it's weird super way, meta. it's super meta that, like, it's him... It's Elton John telling Elton John how to tell Elton John tell a story. I get that. Right, but, so obvious. So that's where I'm sort of like, I get what you mean. Yes. I 100 percent understand that, but I think it it makes sense. Yeah, it's it's not as bad as Bohemian Rhapsody. No, nope. Freddie Mercury's just a mess, and the rest of the band is perfect. Perfect it's angels. Not, yeah, we didn't have sex during the <laughs> sex craze 70s. What are you talking? I, mean, about? I just had my arm around a few girls. <laughs> um, Drugs? What? I just drank water the whole time. Um, it's Look the, at my beautiful flowing <laughs> hair. <laughs> And I still I'll have it. And I have all 50 my hair. years later. Uh, <laughs> fuck you, Brian May. <laughs> that's what Elton John was saying. He was like sitting there watching. And he was just like, "Fuck you, Brian. Fuck you." This <laughs> really. <laughs> He's like, "No, my hair. My hair at twenty. <laughs> <laughs> but um, 
Yeah, it's not as, as uh, egregious as that, but mm. like, and I, it's funny because after Bohemian Rhapsody, I went back and saw Straight Out Compton because I was like, maybe they did it better. Nah, they did it. <laughs> it's still the. I'm just. Wait till you're dead. <laughs> Let's have a third party do it. Like I just. That's fair. Because I'm just like I don't like. I want to stop the winners right to history. But then you can also I sort just of. Stop but that. then you, I think you can also sort of run into problem with that in the in the Steve Jobs of the world where it's like here's a biopic that's not real but again yeah but they're also tell, they're telling a story and th- th- but then yeah it, but I'm just saying I'm just saying like it, yeah, I think it's I think it's I think but like it comes with its yeah downsides. I get what you're saying I'm just a person who's like yeah I don't care because if the person is there like it's Elton John doing Elton mm-hmm. John thing. He can be like, "Oh, this is what happened. Yeah. This, is, this is how I remember it." Blah blah blah. Um, but if it's like, "Oh, this person's dead," and then they're just like, "We're just gonna make some shit up," I guess. Mm-hmm. And know? Like- then it's like, then it's like, because mm-hmm. if you hadn't told me that that Steve Jobs thing wasn't real, I would have just been like, "Yeah, it's a biopic. It must be real." Well, I, I, you know, it, it must be yeah. at least eighty-five to ninety percent accurate. Okay. You know? Yeah, Steve Jobs is about like 75, 80%. <laughs> like, true. Yeah. Like, that's Steve Jobs. Um, but you would, like, and the average person is going to think it's between 90 and 100. True. You know? True. There's people who think the Revenant went down like that. I'm yeah, like, so no. it's like, you know, like, you, I think you have to sort of take that into consideration. I get that. I'm just the person who's like, I don't, tell me a good story. I that, No, I agree I with you. I get that most of this is true, but yeah. yeah. Different strokes for different folks. Different strokes for different folks. Got anything else? Any final thoughts? No, I like this movie. Mm-hmm. Um, there's a lot of really good, good stuff in it that I think, for me, outweighs the stuff that I don't like. Mm-hmm. You know, when I, when, because I saw this yesterday, so, so, in the past day that I've been thinking about it, you know, I'm not thinking of the scenes where they're sitting around chatting. Mm-hmm. I'm thinking of the weird images and the weird surrealism and stuff like that, and I think yeah. that's going to stick with me more than anything else, and I think, in the end, that's what, what I wanted out of this movie, and that is ultimately, you know, three years from now, what I'm going to remember about this movie is the weird, cool stuff, and yeah. not the generic biopic stuff. Yeah. Yeah. I what get that. Um, I just saw it, like, a few hours ago, so... <laughs> I, like, I don't know. So who knows? Maybe in a few hours I'll feel like you uh, after a good night's sleep. <laughs> um, but, yeah, I feel like the bad does kind of outweigh the good for me. The good is good. I am not denying that. The good is very good. But I wish they just, again, just did something more. Mm-hmm. And that kind of disappointed me. I was already not looking forward to this movie because I was like, oh, Bohemian Rhapsody 2, which kind of is. kind of is. It kind of is, but it's also different. There's also a lot of uh, chutzpah, as you would put it. Chutzpah yeah. in this movie. Chutzpah. So, yeah. I mean, like, again, it's fine. Uh, in six months, will I remember it? Probably not. Probably not. I will. You will. That's That's the thing. <laughs> The people, you either like it or you don't. Don't bully people on Twitter. Yeah. 
my name is Sam Bannigan. And I'm Andrew Thomas. You can find me at Sam Bannigan on all the social medias that I use, uh, namely Instagram and Twitter. Andrew, I just you, got a song. You got a song stuck in your head? Yeah. Okay, just I'm gonna. It. Oh. Okay, I'm gonna keep finishing the podcast. And okay, then, and then I we can get there. Um, you can find the podcast at Welcome Back Pod on all the social medias that we use, namely Instagram and Twitter. Uh, Twitter. Also on SoundCloud and Facebook SoundCloud. and all that stuff. Um, all like stuff. the like the track on on SoundCloud. Comment on the track on SoundCloud. I think that's the thing you can do. It is. I lied. I I know it is. Um, Follow us on SoundCloud. Subscribe on iTunes and Google Play. Please rate and review on iTunes and Google Play, as it helps out the show a lot. It helps me out a whole lot. Again, not as much as it used to, but it still helps. Helps me feel good about myself a little bit, that I'm doing something that's, you know, worth a rating, a good or bad. Um, uh, most importantly, you can... Tell your friends... Yes, that's a song. There it tell is. Tell your friends, tell them everybody... Tell your friend, share it with your mom or dad, or your dog, not your dog, don't do that. Tell your friend, Sam, second verse.